Welcome to the Creators Talking Podcast. If you're offended by harsh language and strong opinions, especially from a couple of Aussies that really don't hold back, you should probably stop listening now. If not, enjoy the show. Welcome to episode three of Creators Talking. I'm Justin, your host, and with me as always is the amazing Peter. Hello. And the wombliest of wombats, Wombat. Yeah. Yeah. The enthusiasm of that sort of tells what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Um, we spent the last two episodes talking about stuff that had come out last year, be it in games, movies, comics, and TV. And we weren't impressed by a lot of it, were we? Nope. No. So I thought, well, you know what? I think we should do an episode on what we're actually looking forward to in 2019. So I asked the guys to come up with a list uh, of what... 20, the... In 2020. Oh, I've done it already, haven't I? I've done it. There you go. <laughs> no, no, no. That... Dude, it's current year, not current yeah. year minus one. God. There you go. See, you get that little gif of um, what mistake mm. you're going to make in the new year and someone says it's going to mm. be the dates and I've just done it. You know, I'm not going to cut it out because screw mm. it. Uh, so I asked the guys <laughs> to make up a list of what they're going to look forward to in 2020, and mm-hmm. well, we didn't come up with that much, did we? Not really, no. No, no. I mean, all right, so I'll get Peter out of the way first. Peter, what did you come up with you looking forward to in this year? Absolutely nothing. All right, that's that. One back, your turn. <laughs> uh, Doom Eternal, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and... I'm going to see the Connor Super movie next at the end of the month, and there's apparently a reasonably good flick coming out 1917, uh, where they've been reasonably accurate to World War One conditions. And that, no, nothing really. It's it's it, and that's kind of the depressing thing is I'm just seeing all these <coughs> um, movies and stuff come out, like the trailers, the rest of it, and then they're like, oh, and then I see the press for it. It's like, oh, it's more woke stuff. Okay, yep. you can have that woke stuff. It's not made for me, so I'm going to close up my wallet and just let it do its thing. Yeah, because we've had that recently because they remade Little Women for what the second or third time now, and people Try got the really... hundredth time. Well, I, I haven't kept count, but it made me laugh because they got pissy that it bombed at the box office because well, nobody went to see it. Honestly. I didn't even know it existed until I started seeing on my YouTube feed various people popping up and saying about how all the media was doing the usual whinge whine and moan of, oh, you men are such, you're such misogynists, you're such babies for not being able to go see a movie about strong, independent women. Yeah, like, because... Wait, they made a movie? Yeah, because I was aware, because when they started talking about Little Women, I thought, wait a minute, that came out years ago. And then when they see they've done a new one with... Uh, the two people I'm aware of who are in it, of course, Ronan and Emma Watson. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, I, I, as soon as, even, even if it, you know, I'd, I'd have suffered a head injury and was possibly <laughs> thinking about seeing it, um, I saw who the director was, and I'm just like, nope, the director yeah. is a director of a movie that I've. It, it just is. It's, it's just by seeing the trailer for it, yeah. just just 
absolutely like no it's it, the it, if you want to look up the trailer it's by the same director as ladybird and i'm like wait ladybird oh that was that fucking horrible um movie about essentially a cluster b high school girl who just does stupid oh it was just like no 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 i think it was the same thing as um what happened with charlie's angels because that come out Nobody saw it, and the director again went on social media. Well, I thought, also, Fuck off. a lot of people were on social media were going, "Wait, there's a Charlie's Agent movie? Where was the advertising?" Yeah, I didn't see any advertising for it at all. I saw maybe one thing on YouTube, yeah. but that was from an actual ch- dedicated YouTube channel to trailers. Yeah, that's the only reason I knew it existed. So I'm going to sort of poke you with a stick a bit, Peter, because it amazes me that you've got nothing to look forward to because I know you've been, as, as have I, been following the crowdfunded comics route. There's nothing of those you sort of think, I'd like to see this come out this year? My thing with those is like I, I follow them, but I'm not invested in any of them simply because of the exchange rate and cost of like. Uh, cost of postage and everything. Yeah, yeah, shipping. I follow yes. them, but I can't get invested in any of them because I kind of can't have any of them. It's just the the, the cost about the cost to, um, the cost of what it was once you do the exchange plus the cost yeah. of postage. I'm like, I'd really like it, but I, it's just too expensive for what. It yeah, is. it 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 doesn't justify the cost, does it? Because um... no, so I love to support them, but that's the case of I'm in the wrong part of the world, and as always, I get the. So the short end of the stick when it comes to the costing and pricing of things. Yeah, because, oh, what was it? Uh, one of the ones I'd looked at was that uh, Sovereign by Andrew Huerta, if I'm saying his name correctly. Huerta, yeah. Huerta, that's it. And the comic itself was something like a uh, £20, £25 conversion rate, I'm, I'm estimating here. And the postage was about 15 to £20 again. I'm thinking, so that's almost 40 to £50 you want for a comic and I thought no it's not worth it I, I support what you're doing don't yeah, get me wrong but I want to yeah. support these people but the exchange rates and everything just ruined the develop, the viability of it for me because yeah, I'd really a... like to support this guy with uh, Monster MD oh yeah but like, I'd really like it but again that exchange rate problem yeah it's it... such a massive difference between the US to Australian and then in factor in postage Again, with US to Australians, like it just puts it way out of a range. I'm I, I'm comfortable with paying for a product. Yeah, like, because I really uh, want to, but it's just just this doesn't like this. I can't. Yeah, I can't because, reason it out. Because when you see these comics uh, for sale on eBay as well after they've come out, the price is massively more than what you'd bid for them originally. You just yeah, think because they are yeah. they are an actual rarity. Because once they've done their print run, it's not like these guys can just suddenly go, Oh, we'll just do another run and another run and another run. It's like, no, they have to put the money together again to be able to do that. They don't yeah. have any any like pre existing um funds to just be able to keep reprinting as long as they want. Yeah. So Wombat, why do maternal as the first thing you've mentioned, I'm curious. Because I really like what ID has like ID software have looked looks like they've actually learnt a lot from Doom um, twenty sixteen, and they've basically taken the feedback on board from the player base about what they liked and what they disliked. Um, so the multiplayer, the, the single player game is going to be a lot longer, a lot more of the story. They, they've they've improved, they've added and improved onto the gameplay. They've kind of beefed up the weapons a bit. 
it looks like a genuine improvement over the 2016 one. So, mm. and I absolutely love the 2016 one. So they've managed oh, yeah. to take everything I've loved from the 2016 one and improve on that. Not mm-hmm. just go, oh, we're going to do that. Now we're going to go in a completely different direction for the sake of just being, you know, different and edgy. It's yeah. no, we've, we've learned value. We've learned important lessons from the first one. We're going to take what we've learned and we're going to improve. Right. Yeah, because I even saw the trailer, and he's got like, the blade that pops out of his arm now, or yeah. something, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I was just for ooh. Yeah, and there's a there's a grapple hook type mechanic. There's all sorts. Like for example, if you've got certain, you know, the caco demons, if they're roaring at you and you shoot them in the mouth with a rocket, they swallow the rocket and then explode in a cartoonish like way. <laughs> right? It, it, it's they just they've got that beautiful edge between just being metal as hell and being funny and tongue in cheek, and they understand what they are. Yeah. Right. So have they, done, have they done anything with the multiplayer? Is that any different? Because um, I didn't uh, rate it on basically last one. The, the, Yeah, but the, the the user base doesn't care. Fair enough. At the moment, for multiplayer, user user base just really is just kind of, eh, we don't care about that. We just want the single player, and that I think was part of the feedback they took from the single player as well. You can have invasions where you know mm-hmm. other players can invade as demons and try and kill you, which would be okay. an interesting mechanic. But I play these games not to interact with people. <laughs> all right so i'll um, chuck it i'll, I'll uh, ship in my list then uh stuff i'm looking forward to um so i'll go over comics first and there's literally just one title that i'm looking forward to this year because i heard it's the name it for i want that and it's the crossover of transformers and terminator it's due out in march and I, I, I talked about the transformers ghostbusters comic uh, last december and how fun that was so i'm inclined to really look forward to see what they want to do with this because honestly it's just gonna be a lot of fun surely i mean they, they yeah, can't yeah. Again, they can't screw that up can they can they well the thing is i'm like ghostbusters afterlife coming out this year and yeah. and like I, I wanted to be excited about that but it looks like i've seen a trailer for it and i'm just like it's stranger things but with ghostbusters yeah right and that's the thing i'm like no it's it's not what made the original ghostbusters awesome like guys just you have the formula there have you could like i could write them up a synopsis where you essentially have you know grad students find dr spangler you know dr spangler egon spangler has since passed away you know one of you have a grad student who finds a whole heap of his notes of him basically trying to puzzle out why the hell everything's gone quiet for 30 years and Mm -hmm. then have them basically go from there going oh yeah we figured out you know X thing is happening that's basically been sucking all the psychokinetic energy into what spot. You could even incorporate the fucking, uh, the guy from the first one. Um, uh, the, the, the EPA guy who basically yeah. goes, wait, this, all this is real, you know, basically gets utterly maimed by being covered in essentially hot burning marshmallow from the first <laughs> one. Right. And decides basically pulls against a whole heap of money um, to try and basically make himself a god, because you could take the extent, you could take the, the premise of the Ghostbusters universe of there are gods and we can get their attention. Yeah. Right? You imagine what every crazy cr- cult would do with that. Wait, mm. there's actually a way to get the attention of like you know prehistoric gods. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're all for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because obviously. Ghostbusters is one of the movies I'm 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 going to go see it just out of curiosity's sake. Mm. Uh, yeah, if I anything mean, else, it's kind of one of those ones like I wouldn't turn it down on like a cheap Tuesday, but <laughs> it, it it really it just really just looks like hey let's do Stranger Things with Ghostbusters. And I'm just it like, does. Yeah. But 
I, I'm, I decided I watched the trailer a couple of times. I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a chance because I know this is a bit of an archaic for you, but I tend to judge what movies I want to see based on their trailers because, mm. in my opinion, that is what a trailer is for. Yeah, and I will give a special shout out to the Ghostbusters trailer here for that line. Uh, there hasn't been a ghost sighting in thirty years. <laughs> yes, nice. Yeah, because it's um Ramus's was it how Ramus's kid who's doing it, no. and yeah, he he didn't not, he was not involved in Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. It's, it's, it's not Ramus's kid though, is it? It's um Reitman's kid. Yeah, sorry, I've Reitman's kid. Um, yeah. yeah, and he was locked out of doing it. The rest of it with the twenty sixteen one. Um, so yeah, that's a basically a big uh, up yours. We're going to do uh-huh. this right. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm I'm also don't hate me for this, but I'm curious about the Sonic film now. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people are, but at the same yeah. time, the- I think that's just going to be a cute bit of fluff. I think it will be. I mean, my youngest, I'm not, I'm not he a- likes he likes Sonic. So yeah, I'll, I'm I'll not take him to see it. To be anything groundbreaking, I'm expecting it's just going to be a cute bit of fluff. Yeah. That's yeah, I, appeal I, to kids I, and be a bit of fun. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing. I'm like, it's it's going to be made for kids. It's like the Pikachu movie and the rest of it. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be aimed at kids. It's a bit of fluff, but more power to it. But again, not made for me. No. <laughs> that's what it comes I down mean, to. Uh, obviously, the, the 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 stink that got kicked up with the original trailer for that still resonates because of the hideous appearance of Sonic in it mm. and the efforts they made to fix it. Oh. Mate, it could be worse. It could it be could Thundercats be Raw. Well, oh, <laughs> oh. That. Oh. But that's already been proven to have been a studio trick anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, the studio yeah. basically put that design up the flagpole and then everyone went ill and the studio went, oh, here's the actual, and fixed it up. Right? Mm. Okay. For them to turn it around so fast yeah, and still have such good quality says that they already had that in the pipeline. But it was more or less a case of they had both. Yeah. There's basically which one we're not going to finish. And once they put that out and everyone went, oh, God, what the hell is it? that abomination? They're going, what's it? Um, <laughs> go with the other one really quick, like now. Mm. Yeah. Is that finish trailer, with the, the other one. The, the stink it kicked up, it was it was admirable to watch. But if it's a trick, then I'm a bit uh, about it now. Yeah. But yeah, I will go out, see but it. People, because the studio itself that made it is now defunct. Yeah, which is a shame. Yeah, they shut down the animation studio. Yeah, it's I, all come out. It's like, yeah, they did both, and they're all like halfway through of each, like each version. Yeah, and they kept it's, telling the studio that one's not going to work, and the studio's like, yes, it is. And they're like, fine, do the trailer, do the trailer, and and they've seen the reaction. Got okay, you're all right. <laughs> the other one, finish yeah. up the animation work and and finish compiling the rest with the other one. Yeah. So I, I will take my youngest to see that, and maybe the eldest too, if he's interested, because like I said, it just looks fun, and. The last, there's, there's only one more movie I'm looking forward to seeing, and that's because I rated the first one so highly, and that was uh, A Quiet Place Part Two. Uh, I, my wife and I, we did, we wanted to see it at the cinema, but we missed it because we just didn't have the money at the time. But this, with this one, I'm determined to go to the movies to see it because it just looks good. And I loved the first one because, unlike all the reboots and remakes we seem to be getting flooded with, <laughs> this one was an original story. Well, as original as you could get anyway. And it was really, really good. Well, on that front, only ones that have sort of tickled my interest is maybe may go see at the cinema, but I'm not exactly in like big down the door. No, I mean... <clears throat> as far as like trailers I've seen so far and just the recent reviews I've heard back, uh, Underwater sort of oh. seems, to, seems to tick my box for Cthulian horror. 
Yeah, it does. That I should have. You know, I've forgotten about that. Um, you can put me in for that one as well, then, because it looked good. The only thing that's putting well, me off at the minute is Kristen Stewart's in it. Apparently, she's actually really good in it because she's allowed to, you know, just go balls to the wall. Really? And she's she's not stiff and and make it's like listening to a couple of reviews, especially one for this guy for YouTube, Mister H. Yeah. He said he enjoyed it because he's like, finally an action movie that doesn't sit around and potter and potter and potter and potter and then finally get going, like, second and third act. He's like, no, first act, you get about 10 minutes, 10 minutes or so of easing into the, this is the place, this is what they're doing, right, right, right. It's like, bang, action, away we go. Oh, okay. And he said, it was just go, 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 go. And he said, he's sitting there, he's like, oh, blood is starting to get a bit, mm, how, how can I sneak out, can I, oh, can I hold it? How much longer we've got left? 15 minutes. I'm holding <laughs> just, just, just tie a knot in it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, the back teeth can swim. I'm holding. I have to watch another trailer of that then to get a, a good look at. It, I think. Yeah, but see, I think that's going to be one of the ones that falls into the the trailers bad. Like yeah. again, I'm waiting the trailers for people. To... That gives you a good idea of it, but it doesn't quite give you how much of a go 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 like bang 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 action 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 something's happening something's happening. Yeah. Constant. And he said, there's jump scares, but there are the jump scares that work. They're not just like, ooh, we do a false jump scare every five minutes to ooh, put you on edge. He's like, no, this is pitch black darkness. Yeah. They can't really hear. They can't really see. So it's not forced jump scares. It's stuff where you are on edge and it has, it just happens. Yeah. There's no silly build up. There's no constant, oh, boo, boo, boo. Did we get you? Did we get you? Oh, that's really big scares. Like, no, the legitimate scares that are earned. Okay. All right, so when it comes to games, <clears throat> there's only one for me that I'm really, really looking forward to this year, and you guys can probably guess what it is, can't you? Hello Kitty Island Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's Animal Crossing. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> You're psyched. You get the oh. new Animal Crossing game. Oh, I should have, I should have known I'd leave myself open for one there. <laughs> Mate, you throw me softballs like that and expect me not to swing. You would have learned by now. Yeah, yeah, I would have, wouldn't I? All right, so the one I'm looking forward to is the remake of Resident Evil 3. Now, for those who know me or have listened to what I've said in the past, I generally despise remakes because I'm such a, a purist when it comes to originals. But with Resident Evil's 2 and 3, there was certainly room for improvement. Anybody could admit that. And when they released Resident Evil 2, the remake i was sold as soon as i saw the footage and when they announced resident evil 3 i went i'm gonna have that just not only for the the enhanced gameplay but also just to see what they do with uh, nemesis As... so yeah, we're so gonna be comes, hearing comes... The... <laughs> so we're gonna be hearing the squeals from the other side the other side of the world when the first time he turns up all right, well, so I'll I'll do you a deal. Yeah. You, you stream you playing Resident Evil. I'll stream me playing Doom Eternal. How's that? You you guys still want me to do this thing on Twitch, don't you? Oh, I I just want you to just to stream it. Just don't have to stream it on Twitch. Just privacy. Just just because I want to see you running away and just crying like a girl. <laughs> just like, no, <sighs> please stop, Molly. What you want me to do over Discord or on Twitch or something? Oh yeah, uh, Discord or either or. I just want to be around when you're like. I just do this shit, shit, shit. <laughs> but, but can we can we do that over Discord though? Can we have multiple yep. people watching a, a video feed? Yep. 
I'll have to look into it then. I'll have to look into it. I think I'll, I'll do it because it'll be back fun. On topic, yeah. Yeah. yeah, back on topic. Yeah, it, obviously, Resident Evil Two. The the gameplay was superior uh, to the original, and at the same time, it it respected the source material beautifully, uh, right down to the detail they put into some of the, or all of the locations actually in the uh, the playthroughs, and of course the tyrant himself when he turns up. Uh, the difference, I'm still gushing about this even now, as you can probably tell, but in the original, you have to shoot him before you can move on. In the remake, he keeps coming, and you can hear the uh, boom, boom, boom of his steps as he gets closer, and you think, ah, shit. Because cleverly, if he hears you attacking someone, he'll come for you. So Mm. God only knows what the nemesis will be like. And as as I've said before, I don't pre-order games, but this one I'm going to, just because I have that much faith that they'll do a good job with it. And if they don't, I'll eat this microphone. <laughs> Can we hold you to that? Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <clears throat> but, I mean, obviously, Cyberpunk 2077, I do want to see how that turns out, because I think it's mm. going to be... It's, is it first person? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I love first-person games. Proper RPG. Yeah, and I love I love first-person games. So I'm definitely keen to see how they do that. But you have seen the play the the, the play footage, haven't you? I've seen a little bit of it. Yes. Watch the 40-minute playthrough. Yeah. Right. Because um, that will give you an idea of what it's like. And I, I I'm pumped about it just for the sheer amount of detail they've gone into. For example, when you're actually getting upgrades, like mm-hmm. what they've shown in the gameplay footage, it's you're getting upgrades. It's not just a case of bleh, you know, here's your upgrade. You actually sitting there getting upgraded and it's an interactive thing. You're actually seeing the upgrades being installed. And you're also yeah. integra- and also the person that's doing it with you is actually actually interacting with you to make sure they're working. Yeah, so I, I definitely want to see how this turns out, but mm. my heart is more with uh, Resident Evil Three, and mm. apparently they've done a, a multiplayer mode where it's like a four on one. So I think it's going to be, you know, four people trying to flee the nemesis. So mm. I'm a bit cautious about that because four v ones don't tend to be that great because of mm. examples we've had with Evolve in the past. Mm. But yeah, so I'll give the chance. I'm a bit pissy with Capcom at the moment because yeah. they've released a, an expansion for Monster Hunter and I've sort of thought about buying it and then I'm like, yeah. oh, they've included a double encryption thing for to uh, that that screws up SSDs to present, prevent piracy and mods and stuff. Oh, it got cracked on day zero. <laughs> so all it does is screw up people's hard disks. It's kind of, yeah. really, guys? Really? It's... It's kind of a shame when they do stuff like that. I mean, I'm like, just stop, just stop yeah. fighting, stop fighting the community, and just, you know, let yeah, you know, give them an API for modding, and you know, just 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 stop this shit because yeah, you know, you, again, it goes back to you're punishing consumers who are legitimately mm-hmm. buying your game yeah. and disincentivizing people to actually spend money on it. Mm. I mean. I'll, I'll give Capcom their dues. They did do some damn good stuff last year. Yeah, they did. You, yeah, and then like, again, this is my problem. It's just like it's just two steps. Just fine with them. It's like two steps, for, you know, three steps forward, two steps back, sort of thing. 
right? They yeah. they do Monster Hunter itself last year was fantastic, you know. Yeah. And they did a fantastic job with it, and it it's genuinely a good game that they're continually making content for on the rest of it. And then they you know they they do this piracy you know anti piracy bullshit that just screws things up for 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 actual people you know legitimately buying the game, and to the point where it's actually damaging people's computers. So I'm like, guys, just just stop it, right? It's just this this you know how much money are you wasting on this and causing problems? And it's just mm. like, just stop, right? I mean, Time I, to stop, okay? Where are I your parents? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wanted to play the Monster Hunter games, but they're big games, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're, and they're fair I, bit I, of grind in them. Yeah, it's kind I, of one I, of the I, things that put me off because I like I played through the story and I'm like, okay, now this is just to the point where I'm like I'm just grinding for better armor and and you know cosmetics and I'm like ah this is just a time sink. This yeah, and it's it's, time it's, time. it's it's a case of I'd love to play it, but I have a life at the same time and yeah, my life exactly. Will just, my, just, just go. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. I'm like, yeah, I would love if I had nothing else. You know, if I had had no other responsibilities, the rest of it, you know, I, I would I wouldn't have a problem, but. Mm. Yeah, you know, I have a life. I have a job. I have a wife. Mm-hmm. Etc. I mean, I'll give one more nod towards Resi Two before we sort of switch to the next topic, uh, mm. because obviously number three was coming out. They added a little note uh, DLC into it where you find a note that Jill's left someone in the game. For those wondering, it's in the gun shop, and I just thought, well, that's a nice little touch because I'm guessing the guy, the gun shop owner, features in number three somehow. Mm. So it I makes me look forward to it more. Leon, you have to sleep with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we move on, there's only other movie, like scrolling through what's coming, only other movie with a trailer that even remotely sparked my interest as in I may consider going see going seeing it is um, Colour Out of Space. I don't even know what that is. It's an actually an adaption of one of um, H.P. Lovecraft's uh, books. Uh, uh, I can't remember which one exactly, but let's put it this way. It's got Nicolas Cage in it. Okay. And at one point, he's screaming at goats. Okay. You need to look at the trailer because it sort of gives you, like, the title gives you an idea of the complete breakdown of it in that it very goes very eclectic and very, like, yeah. synthwave it's, it's color. HP, it, it's HP Lovecraft one. I, I know the one you mean. It's, 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 oh, I'm trying to it's something from, something colorless horror space or something. Um, yeah. It, it's basically cosmic horror, Cthulian cosmic yeah, horror. Cthulian cosmic horror. It's a family, literally a goat farm, like goat rescue farm, have a meteorite essentially land in their yard. Get yeah. a bit nosy about it because it's so ridiculously colourful, and then it becomes a breakdown of from then on. It's like it was a family all just going nuts with something really actually going on. Yeah. Okay, I shall cautiously check that one out. It's a trip to say the least. Yeah, it I sounds like the it. Color of, the color of space, I think it's called something like that. It's color out of space. It's, it's literally titled after the book. Hmm. All the but, short um, story, I should say. To sort of switch to the next topic then, because the funny thing is, we we were talking about this uh, podcast before we started recording and what mm. we were going to look forward to. And all three of us didn't really have that much to talk about, me and Peter especially, because she had nothing until, well, just now anyway. But yeah. it worries me that we're getting into that stage where we look at what's coming out thinking, eh, I'll just wait for either a home release or just not bother with it at all. I mean, case in point, mm-hmm. my wife and I used to love going to the cinemas uh, every other month to see something. But 
a couple of years ago, it was getting to a point, it got to a point, so where we only went twice that year and then twice the following year. And I just thought, okay, just question how yeah. much does it cost for an adult ticket in the UK? What does it cost? Uh, it used to be nine pounds, I think, per ticket. Currently, cur- currently but, it's, it but it's now gone down something like six pounds, something. Oh, gone down. Gee, you're yeah. lucky with us, it's 25 bucks. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's another, another reason, reason we don't why. go. Yeah. Another reason why we don't go and why we are so horrendously picky. Again, that money exchange bullshit again. Yeah. In this case, no, no, in Australia, excuse. They, no, no, that's their excuse. It's not an exchange rate thing, though, because what happens is when the exchange rate goes up, they raise the prices, and when the exchange rate goes down, they just raise the prices again. They just <laughs> use the excuse every time. Right, yeah. it's just it's profiteering on their part because there's only really two cinema chains in Australia. There's Hoyts and... Yeah. And, um, yeah. Uh, I'll remember the other one, but it's mainly now it's just Hoyt. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's just like, yeah, 25 bucks for an adult ticket. I'm like, so that's 50 bucks just for the tickets, not including snacks and everything else. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we're extremely picky about what we actually go and see. And even yeah. like, even with, as, as we quote, we call it tight ass Tuesday, half price tickets. And like, even then, <laughs> even, we've tried, we've tried going on a tight ass Tuesday, <laughs> half price tickets. Sorry, is that another Aussie expression? I haven't heard yet. Yes. Tight ass Tuesday. Oh my god, I've got to make a note of that. <laughs> it used to be before. It's just like it used to be like nine bucks, seven to nine bucks for a ticket. Okay, get it out of system. Oh, this is bad. I should be laughing at this, but we're, <laughs> but we're recording, and oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, over here we call it two for Tuesdays, but over... <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what I should. Breath, <sighs> again. Uh, I don't even know if I should leave that in the podcast or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, tight ass Tuesday, that's brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <clears throat> uh, so last time we went to try and do that. And we actually looked up at our local, like all the local cinemas near us, and it was pointless because they're like, "Oh yes, we've got we've got these like uh, those Tuesdays, like yeah, but all the, the all the cinemas showing the movie you're considering seeing are all like the ex- extreme cinema ones, which are like twenty bucks anyway, so it's kind of fucking pointless." Oh, I just had to listen to you talk with my hand over my mouth, and so I didn't laugh anymore. Oh God, tight ass Tuesday. That's brilliant. <clears throat> but obviously, um, the content on offer goes into this equation, doesn't it? Because, yes. like I said, Little Women and also Charlie's Angels. You look at them and think, well, they've been done. What else you got? Um, and what's you know, even re- more ridiculous about Little Women? It's like watching some people doing a breakdown of, of Little Women as far as the movies and that go, and how many's been done. There was a rather well, apparently well received TV series done just in 2017. I didn't know about that. Neither did I, but apparently it was in the uh, it was a uh, small um, network one in the in the US, and for being small network, it was quite well received. Okay then. Oh god! So so there aren't really that many movies coming out that you could just turn your brain off and just enjoy. There has to be some sort of political message thrown in as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's either it's, it's a lot of lot of remake stuff that's just I'm just could not care less about if I tried. Yeah, it's just like remakes, sequels, remakes, sequels. I'm looking at this list of things and like a reboot, remake, sequel, reboot, sequel, sequel, reboot, remake. Oh no, on and on. 
or ones that this is like I have never heard of, and ones I have heard of, I have absolutely no interest in. Yeah. Or you know, the death of a franchise like the latest Bond one that they're hinting at. That they're oh, basically wow. Daniel Craig's last Bond, and they're basically hinting that they're going to replace it with a fee. It's, it's bringing in the female Bond, right? <clears throat> wow. Yeah, because they toyed with that before and said it wasn't going to work, but well, it looks like they're going that way now. And I'll be honest with you, that's not what I'm watching a Bond movie for. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm very yeah, I'm looking at that. Yeah. Thinking, no, I'm not sure about this. Because mm. I mean, one we had over here. I don't know if you guys had it. Was the the movie Last Christmas, which was uh, Paul Feig's film after Ghostbusters 2016. Oh, anything Paul Feig. Bleh. Yeah, and the thing is, it commercially it did its job. It made its money back and plus a hundred million, but it got some very mixed reviews uh, because it mentioned Brexit. And for anyone in the UK who's listening and knows what I'm talking about, we're all sick of hearing about Brexit right now. And to have a Christmas movie talking about it, thinking, oh, Jesus, give us a break. Yeah, see, I had that with a bloody comic Mm. special I was watching. And again, it was just one of those ones where, like, for every good comedian, they had a woke comedian. And, like, you had one comedian that was just like, uh, you know, oh, all you straight women, look into the eyes of the guys next to you and just know that, you know, there's a – you know, they're the ones who are going to do violence towards you. And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? What? Who yeah, said no that? kidding. That I, it was like a, a comedian, like a, again, uh, one of these freaking woke comedians. She basically did this this skit, and the very end of it, she basically said, "Hey, girls, if you're straight, and the guy next to you is probably the one who's going to, you know, beat you up." And you're like, what? Just, just yeah, ugh. it's just boo, you know. Yeah. It sort of so makes it's, me... it's the thing. It, it's just again. It's just you, a lot of the stuff you 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 have going to feel. Ah, oh, that film looks good. Oh, it's got work shit in it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's yeah, good. yeah. Because obviously, um, we talked about this in December, but the Terminator Dark Fate uh, had its fair share mm. of work politics in it. Because obviously, the the new quote unquote John Connor uh, was a sixteen year old Hispanic. Uh, mm. lady who uh, lived in well, I don't know, Mexico or something like that, I don't care and they even shot a scene in the detention centre and of course the mm. uh, Terminator disguises itself as a border patrol agent, you think oh yeah. come on, I don't need to hear about this mm-hmm. and they can't be you know, subtle about it, it's just like this thing, I must repeatedly smack you in the face, are you bloody well get it, I'm like, yes, we got it the first time, can you fucking well stop now yeah, and also when another warning sign for these things is the comments made by the cast or the director or whoever building up to its release. It was Again, the director who was yeah. running his mouth the worst. Yeah, of course, in this case, it was Tim Miller saying, uh, what was it? It plays like gangbusters, uh, but uh, if you don't like it, you're a raving misogynist or something like that. And I just thought, what the hell? So stuff like that does turn me uh-huh. off. And you again, you look at the stuff that's coming out and you think, am I going to be up? And there's our guest, um, Meg Kitty, in the background. Yeah, okay. she just ate. Yeah. And you look at this stuff and you think, well, if I can't turn my brain off this and just enjoy it, then I'm not going to bother going to see it. It's also, it's like, not, not so much about turning my brain off. And it's like, I want to see something that engages me. doesn't have me rolling my eyes every five minutes going, okay, can you stop talking down to me like I'm a three-year-old? Can you stop shoving this political crap down my throat over and over and over again? Can you just entertain me? Give me something that's entertaining. Yeah. Whatever the genre may be, make an entertainment. This is what this medium is. 
Give me interesting characters that I care about with a compelling story that doesn't break immersion or make me just go, I hate all these characters. I just wish they'd just go away. Yeah. Because, I mean, does that lead into the fact that people are finding more entertaining stuff on Netflix and Amazon and so forth? Uh, To an extent, yeah. So, Peter, go on. What do you think? Yeah, because like Amazon and Hulu and Netflix and that are actually doing what the big studios won't do and actually trying out indie stuff. Yeah. Trying out stuff that the big studios went no to, just like, well, we'll give it a try. If it doesn't work, well, it didn't work. Lesson learned. All right. But they're also in a position where they can do that more freely. Yeah. Because they're a, a, a streaming service, so they can go, yeah, we can experiment and play, and if it doesn't work, then, well, well move on to the next next tra- thing. Okay. Hence why they're going through a rather big period of having big hits and even bigger misses. Yes, they have had a few misses, haven't they? Uh, it's part of the whole. That's what happens when you try out new things. You will have the big hits and the big misses. Hmm. One back. Yeah, it's. But I find with Netflix, it's my concern is Netflix is moving away from the data-driven metric stuff they used to do, yeah. and it's getting into the hey, this is what you we think you want to watch. You're like, no, no, no. What do your metrics tell you? Not telling us what we should. You, we think it's it's look at what people actually watch. Yeah. Right. So that that is my concern, and this always seems to be this always seems to happen when any you know venture capital crowd start putting money in you start seeing a change in behavior. And I'm starting to see that with Netflix more is it's recommending me stuff that I would never watch in a million years. So yeah. either their, their, their algorithm is, is flawed or this has gone from giving people what they want to telling people what they want. And that mm. is the problem. Yeah. Because that's I remember the problem, that's the running problem in Hollywood right now. It's a lot of, you will watch this. You have to watch this because we said so, which is exactly what the directors for little women and Charlie's angels both are guilty of going, you have to see my movie. Yeah. yeah. I don't and care gonna... if you don't want to, you have to, because I said so. I'm like, bitch, yeah. I don't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you see that stuff like that with stuff like uh, the the director for the uh, Captain Marvel 2. Um, yeah. yeah. And what yeah. she's, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, God, it's just like, it's, your movie's not made for me. Not going to watch it. Yeah. I am not going to watch a movie that you know done by people who hate me. It's that simple. I'm, I'm, I have a you know I have self respect. You know I am not going to watch stuff made by people who hate me. Well, it's it's kind of funny though, isn't it, when you say that because obviously if um, we oh my words are going here, but if the let's call them the woke crowd uh, criticize a movie, uh, why wasn't it inclusive? If we say wasn't made for you, they would kick up a stink. But yeah. when it's the other way around and they expect us to see it and say, well, it wasn't made for us, they kick up an even bigger stink. Yeah, you think, but again, you, the, the rules are not consistent. They've never been consistent. It, it's no. rules for thee, not for me. Yeah, That's always been the thing is, no, we have to support their stuff and that, you know, they don't, you know, everything has to be made for them and we have to watch it whether we like it or not. Yeah, it's, it's just you know, stand. It's just narcissistic bullshit. It's so no people are like no, just we're not watching it. It's that simple. It's not made mm. for us. We're not going to watch it. You know, but which you've is why got- you find so many of them hate mm. capitalism. It's just a case of yes, because your stuff doesn't succeed because it's shit. It's not what people want. See, the thing is, Australians 
we've had this issue in the Australian film industry for many, many, many years because the Australian film industry, to be charitable, is a circle jerk. Yeah. Right? It's been like this for decades, to put it yeah, yeah. simply. Yeah. So yeah. the Australian the, to get funding to get funding in Australia to make films, there are certain things. There are certain criteria you have to meet. You have to. It has to. And I'm not even kidding. Because we had a friend of ours who we used to work in the film industry, and he actually told us you have to positive representation of women. There has to be a positive Aboriginal character. There ha- basically all the diversity checklist, right? Yeah. And the thing in Australia, what we get is essentially, and it's for ages and ages it was like this: is oh, you get basically. Um, the films are all some variation of how much it sucks to be a middle upper middle class person living in the suburbs. Yeah. Right. And then you get the occasional like breakout ones like uh, the castle or Kenny, but the rest of them are all just, yeah, how much life sucks being an upper middle class kid living in the suburbs. Right. Yeah. And they just make, you know, it's like uh, you're either addicted to drugs or there's one, there's one black balloon where the guy's got an autistic brother and the autistic brother is basically cock blocking in the whole movie. Um, and how much it sucks having an autistic brother who's cock blocking in and yeah. living in the suburbs, you know, or oh, living in the suburbs sucks. So I'm just going to do a whole heap of drugs, man. My life sucks, etc., etc., and so on. It's that's that's always been the thing. It's and this so and then the problem is these films all flop massively at the box office because it's not what people want to see. Yet the critics are all basically circle jerking each other as to how awesome the film was, and the yeah. public doesn't know what what what's good art, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There was one thing I saw. There was an Australian series that was on Netflix, uh, Working Mums, uh, which mm. my wife oh, was yeah, watching. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. Like that. yeah. And I watched a little bit just to, out of curiosity, and I found all the characters to be the most to be awful people. And I just thought, this is horrible. Yeah. How is this being renewed? Yeah, exactly. But again, it's it's this is the problem is you've got them working in their own little bubble. Like in Australia, there's a lot of funding to make Australian content, and they're trying to apply the same Australian content rules to Netflix and streaming services, saying, yeah. "No, no, for you to be able to operate in Australia, you have to show a certain percentage of Australian content." And that's the only way Australian content gets made or shown is because it's being mandated, right? No one else actually wants to watch it because it's terrible, <laughs> right? Well, and then you do get the occasional good stuff like Glitch or there are some good and interesting ones. Like there was a series that came out when I was in my 20s called The Girl from Tomorrow. And it was a yeah. really good time. Like the whole series was done really well. And it tied itself up incredibly well in terms of plot. And, you know, you have any 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 story that involves time travel plot has, you know, the issues of continuity. and, and But they tied it up extremely well and it was very well done. Yeah. And, you know, there is some good stuff that comes out of Australia sometimes, but most of the time it's well, just bad. There's been a couple of good cop series, um, like Water Rats back in the 90s, uh, Blue Healers, more sort of country cops. Really going way back, um, Flying Doctors. Yeah. Like, that was already kind of holding when I was little watching it. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, uh, the content... There have been quite a few good series. Um Another one as well that was actually uh, a quite a well done one. Um, oh yeah, Farscape was Australian. Oh yes, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the content just doesn't seem to be there for a lot of us nowadays. So no, we just close our wallets now, and I find that such a shame going forward. That's the best thing you can do, though. Only way you can punish punish them is to slam your wallet shut, saying you don't get another red cent from me because you don't deserve it. Hmm. 
and telling me, demanding from me that I owe you, makes me basically slam the wallet, makes me want to take it over to the nearest trash compactor and stuff it down there and go, that's what I owe you. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's a shame that we've arrived at that point now, but that seems to be the way going forward for a lot of people. I mean, I, I see book adverts um, on my Facebook, as this is another example, I haven't touched on books much. And the guy ended the advert by saying, this is what Star Wars should have been. And I thought, well, he'll get some sales. Yeah. And again, it's, it's people just pointing out, because you've now got the Defenders going, oh, the, the, the new trilogy are even better than the prequels. And people are going, in what world? At least we can have fun and meme on the prequels. Yours is just the worst kind of Mary Sue cringe, right? No yeah. one likes these. Not even ironically. They're just bad. Not even the bloody actors like their own roles, for frick's sake. Yeah, that's been funny to watch, hasn't it? We'll have to do a podcast on that whole thing. Because I'm hoping it they sort of give lot. Star Wars for a break. Oh, John Boyega's just going off like a frog in a sock still. He gives zero fucks. And he has just been dunking on the Tumblr crowd. Because I think John Boyega is an old school, like, a nerd like us, right? Oh, he is. He's currently at Comic Hit in Japan. And he's carrying on like a kid in a candy store. Because some people have tried to flex on him and say, oh, what kind of nerd are you? Like, do you even know this? And he's like, I know this, I know that. And like, I've got the original, I've got like VHS originals of like the Gundam, uh, the original Gundam series. I've got this and that and otherwise. And, and yeah. like, I'm now at Comic Hit. And there's photos of him at Comic Hit, just like a kid in the candy store going up to all the displays and like, oh, one of those, one of those, one of those, walking out with some huge put together kit that he's going to have to uh, make for, I think it's for something from the original Gundam series. That'll be nice. Like, That'll be nice to yeah, do. Like, yeah, I grew up dirt poor, struggled like it was nobody's business, with lucked out, like lucked into getting into the acting career he's gotten into. So he's like, I earned what I have, hence yeah. why I'm basically going gangbusters and getting all the stuff I could never have as a kid because I simply couldn't afford it. We definitely have to do a podcast on the whole Star Wars thing, aren't we? To sort of look at that from. Uh. Well, whatever view. There's so come many aspects of that where it's just—it's not even just from a. a as like a character's perspective, it's just a story writing. It's story writing. It's visuals. It's the handling. It's everything. Yeah, but that's a, an episode for another time, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We'll finish this one there. Then, if anyone's got any uh, final thoughts. Yeah, so 2020 is going to be the year of sleeper hits, in that people are going to find out what's good, and it's going to be recommended by word of mouth. Yeah, right. People again, critics. If the critics like it, it's it's a terrible sign. <laughs> that's another that's another sad one we've got to keep an eye on isn't it if the critics yeah, like it avoid it yeah, yeah the critics like yeah. it well, well look again even again the, the thundercats raw thing you've got the critics oh, defending yeah. it and everyone's going this is terrible right you cannot how are you defending this with a straight face oh mm. we know how ching ching dollar bill right yeah. it's it's you know you, or you're defending it it's like yeah you, you're lying to yourself dude you're not convincing us you're trying to convince yourself yeah I feel like it was sort of falling back into how recommendations and that and used to get around amongst people by word of mouth as it was before the internet is as big as it is now. Yeah. Where everyone would say, Oh, have you seen have you seen Dot or have you played Dot? Have you read Dot? What do you think of it? I was like, Oh, I thought this of it or my friend thought that and it's like, Oh, I might actually give it a go or no, I'll I'll stay the fuck away from that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a shame that, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, it's working better in the consumer's favour okay. in a lot of respects because because of how unreliable reviewers are now. Yeah, it's much more reliable to go by word of mouth of 
go out there, see what the general consensus is from as many people from as many places and, and facts of life, like you name it, and see what the general consensus seems to be. Yeah. Is it generally positive? Is it generally negative? Is it middle ground? Is it a bit here, there, depending on like likes and the general likes and dislikes, or if it's sort of niche mm-hmm. sort of thing? Because I come across some things, people are like, oh, I don't like that. It's like, but I myself have liked it. I'm like, yeah, it's it's a bit of an acquired taste. Okay. Sort of thing with some stuff. Some stuff. So yeah. the wider audience may not particularly like it, but there'll be a niche group of people who's like, no, it's quite enjoyable. All right, then we'll leave that one there. This has uh, been episode three of the Creators Talking Podcast. I've been Justin, uh, along with Peter and Wombat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll see you on the next episode. Take care for now.